welcome back to the Ox Unplugged, where we feel the power of the brick, especially when we step on it at three in the morning. I'm Crispy Kraut. I am Halion. I'm Mace Hughes. And I am your minister of Oxaganda, returning once more as Vulcan himself. Hi, guys. How are you? Oh, I'm doing amazing. Yeah. So Mr. J is uh, not feeling the best, so we have yes. uh, two... Uh, we, we couldn't... We, we, to fill his void, we had to bring in two people. <laughs> Oof. I, I will hopefully be able to fill those very large shoes. Well, he is pretty tall. So. <laughs> he is. I can it, confirm. It, it takes at least one of us to fill his beard. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It might, it might take two to fill, to fill that beard. That beard is... You guys can grow facial hair. My facial hair looks shit. Uh, all so. due time. Bricks. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Speaking of bricks, our topic today, believe it or not, is Legos, which I know what you're thinking. Legos on a podcast like this? What? Ah. Who would have thought that these guys would be into Legos? Yeah. But we are. So, yeah. gentlemen, if, if you might indulge me just a moment. Sure, um, go ahead. I, uh, might I take us down a little bit of the, the history of the humble brick? Absolutely. I love history. I'm ready for this. Let's do it. Any of you have any idea when the uh, company, the Lego company, got its start? Isn't that like 56 or something like that? If I want to say the 1930s. Yes, Ernest Lego. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, That's close. John, John Lego. I think it was like 30s or 40s, wasn't it? It was... Yep. Um, I forget his name. Is like Colt Kirsten or something. I very good, crispy. Look at you. I did a report on this in middle school. So, <laughs> master, master carpenter and joiner Ole Kirk Christensen starts making wooden toys in Denmark in 1932. In 1936, he gives his company the Lego name, combining the two Danish words "leg" and "got," meaning "play well." So in 1946, he buys the company's first pl plastic injection molding machine. And in 49, their first basic plastic brick is created. Mm -hmm. In 1955, his son Gottfried establishes the Lego system in play, meaning they develop the system where you can, the more bricks you have, the more you can play. And three years later, in 1958, the modern Lego brick as we know it is patented. Now, do you know, good gentlemen, that every brick since 1958 that has been made is compatible with everyone since? Yes, and then I okay. So I I I don't know if you can carbon date a Lego, but I'm fairly certain that the, right there, there there's got to be ways. There's a set that my, I got out of my dad, and that's how I was introduced to this when I was an infant. I'm fairly certain those Legos go back to the 50s. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. My uh, my dad, we got a bunch of Legos from him uh, as kids. That's how we got into it as well, which, um, not to get too off topic, but something we talk about later is just how it's a generational thing with Legos. But yeah, um, mm -hmm. it, it's interesting that they thought they've, and there's a lot of engineering that goes into it that you don't necessarily think about, you know? Oh, yeah. Like there's... There is a lot of different technical knowledge that you have to have to be able to design the Lego brick so that mm -hmm. it's compatible with every other brick in the in the line. Like that that is so cool. Leave it to the Danes to come up with something like that. And it's not just the bricks. I mean, there is a a specific engineering system and principle that even though the even the bricks don't have to fit together, the you can fit different pieces and parts and, and things together that will still interlock because they have the same engineered principle. So you can take mm -hmm. this um, long flat piece and attach it to an actual brick, which will attach to this weirdly oddly shaped thing, which will then allow this uh, cylinder to connect into there. Now you've created some sort of thing, but it all interacts together. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's part of the brilliance of the system is that it is almost endless, the options and things that you can do. But yeah. I... I just just a couple other small little things. Do any of you know when was the very first Lego minifigure introduced? What year? 
Uh, I want to say it was in the sixties. I yeah, I I want to say it was like sixties ish. I think. Yep, sixties about sounds right. Eh. I was actually born. It was nineteen seventy eight. Oh, wow. 78. Wow. And it was in that same year that the grandson of the original company founder, and I'm not going to try to pronounce it because it's got a K and a J immediately, and I have no idea how that says. No, try. Go ahead. (laughs) But he introduced their first (laughs) official theme box set, such as the castle and space and town. So 1978 is where they really kind of began producing the box sets with themes like we know it. Up to that point, it was just kind of, you know, bits and pieces and things like that. Yeah, just random. um, Random little bricks. Yeah. Yeah. And it was after that that I I think that things really kind of began to take off. um, Yeah. And and rapidly became, you know, what we know of as Lego today. Yeah. So just as a... A fun little exercise. Do each of you gentlemen remember your first Lego set? Yes. There's one. Well, yeah, there's like Lego set. And then I also remember how I got introduced to Legos. And it comes down to Vulcan family tradition where we passed them through the generations where I got my dad's. I gave them to the first cousin that was born after I had had that same set for probably like a decade, maybe 12 years or something like that. Right. And then inevitably my uh, cousin's going to have to forfeit those to the the first born among the family but i love that about legos in that regard and that's that's you know part of why i suggested legos is among the bricks among the history what sort of traditions have you been able to forge out of something like this you know what's been universal and especially hailing for you as a dad you know have you been able to pass this on to your children and that's the question for you I have. Um, my very first Lego set, and I'm going to post it here in the chat, um, that I remember vividly um, was 6980, which is a space set. I had several of these. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like it looks kind of janky and silly compared to what we get nowadays. But I remember distinctly getting this particular set for Christmas and spending hours building it and putting it together. And playing with it as was intended, and then shortly thereafter, dismembering it and building whatever the hell I wanted. Um, And then through the years, more sets, particularly more uh, space sets. I had a lot of space sets. I think I had like one castle one year. Um, But it seemed like every every holiday, um, particularly my my grandmother on my dad's side, my mama, she would just about every Christmas would get me a big Lego set. And my parents sometimes would get me one. And I, oh. I, had, I had all my Legos, and of course, first thing, what's the traditional thing you do when you get your first Lego set? You, you build, build that you shit. You build it exactly, right. You build it exactly to the thing, and you play with it for a while, and then, at least the way that I used to do it back in the day, inevitably, I would tear it apart and just kind of create my own shit. Well, oh, yeah. I had like three or four giant plastic bins of Legos. And I had, oh. you know, base plates. I had, you know, the the one that had the moonscape, one that had the, like, the helicopter landing pad and shit like that. And I would use those and I would build, like, fortresses and things. And I would create all these elaborate, just wild adventures with all these characters and things. I would just create all these different backstories. Well, eventually you grow up and you discover boobs and you're like, well, I'm putting my Legos away. Because breasts, <laughs> breasts are far more interesting to play with. And, and so they ended up in like, like this just giant plastic bin somewhere uh, back at my parents' house. And then you get married, you start having kids, and then your kids get a little bit older. And one day my mom's like, hey, I got this big bin of Legos in the attic. Do you think, you know child name redacted would like that i'm like oh that'd be cool so i went and i and i open it and i'm i know i have this young child at this actually i take it back at this point i have two children one that's just born and one that's like three and i'm sitting in their playroom because they had a bedroom that they shared and then they had a playroom and i'm opening up this plastic bin and i'm just waves of nostalgia are, are just falling all over me as oh. i'm seeing partial you know bits and pieces things that i remember making hundreds of different things with but then there's also still partially built things left of things that i had created 15 20 years ago 
And I remember holding them and looking at them and then my kid coming over and me showing them how they worked and putting things together and then them starting to build stuff and having fun with it. And then eventually two more kids come into the picture and, you know, being able to pass it down and, and watch them build things, watch them play with things and buy okay. them their own sets. Yes, that that generational passing on the cachet of Legos. I I can't help but wonder if and <laughs> we said no Bionicle, but I had some of the original. Well, we're talking about Bionicle. Yeah, we're talking Bionicle. We're absolutely talking Bionicle because that's a whole thing in itself. But I I have some of the original sets in in the Lego set that I, I passed on to my cousin. I can't help but wonder if he figured out that this was in and among them. If and and you asked earlier, what was your first set? A fucking Tie Fighter. And Maisie would appreciate Ooh, that. I had nice. the, the 90s, early 2000s era, you know, when they first started doing Star Wars as as Lego yes. sets. I remember that. I remember when yeah. they started doing that. That, yeah, was that, that. that was around the time they first started doing uh, a yes. lot of li licensing of stuff. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And, and Haley, and it's like you said, you know, you, you remember, you know, holidays. And here's a laughing point. Grandma, and I, I bring this up because this is just Ox Cannon was Mariah Carey's Sunday school teacher, but that's that's another subject. In any case, grandma was like that. She would she would keep up on what I'm interested in and she would send that stuff on on the holidays and absolutely a TIE fighter was my first. I had more than that. I had like, you know, more bionicle sets over the years. There were things that I wasn't necessarily like I didn't even know this existed, but here's you like Legos because reasons, you know, here here's your next Lego set and so, and back to the point is, I would love to see if, you know, the, the, the inheritor of that set ever figured out what some of the, the subsets were. You know, if he ever figured out the TIE Fighter, if he ever figured out the original Bionicle sets that were actually mixed in with, this is just a bag of bricks. Yeah, um, I would think they would eventually figure that out, like after a long enough period of time. I hope so. I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I I remember when these were new, and it's like, man, you're old. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that that goes with like back in when I I was introduced to to Lego around the time Connects were starting to become popular, and so that was like a slight competitor to Legos. Whereas you have these things that you can you have basic programming on little microchips and you're damn near able to build like plastic robots out of connects and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it went hand in hand with that too. That's, that's, that's the era I grew up with uh, Lego with. If that in the audience, y'all listening right now, you know, you're thinking back and you're having a nostalgia trip of man, where was I when Legos were so prevalent and I was messing with them. Think back to when they had a competitor, they had connects. Mm-hmm. There was connects. Yeah. There was uh, Mega Blocks. Mega Blocks. That was another one. Yeah. There was a couple other yeah. things, and they're still around. They're just oh, they yeah. just have never hit that mainstream like Lego did because there was just mm -hmm. something that Lego did better, and I think it goes back to that everything works together. So yeah. it doesn't matter what set you can take a space set. And I I can tell you for a fact I built. Uh, imaginary floating fortresses that had like mat, uh, like repulsor technology so they could move on their own that was a combination of a space set and a castle set yeah. because that's because it worked together and that yes. was the and to me that's the best thing about lego it doesn't matter what pieces you have you can build anything out of it yeah and they can I, all work together I, I had a school project in like third or fourth grade it was fourth grade and it was all about Native Americans, and so I wanted to make a longhouse. The only way I knew how to do that was playing with Legos. Granted, what I brought to school was, you know, I've got blues and greens and yellows and reds and whites and blacks and everything mixed together. And another oh, kid's yeah. got all, all tans, got all the actual proper colors. Mm -hmm. But if I can build it to tell what I need to, I don't care what color it is. Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't matter how pretty it is, as long as you get the general gist of what you're trying to do then it's like oh okay i can see it now but yeah that and that's the other thing about it is i'm gonna sound like the old man kids today <laughs> but if you <laughs> kids today. <laughs> these, these kids today i tell you you know i'm shaking my hand at a cloud 
Um, but if you <laughs> if you look if you walk uh, down the aisle, look at the sets we have today. Everything looks pretty realistic. Everything looks like it makes sense, right? Dude, it, it, I it's a pretty good I, representation I, of whatever it is trying to show. But yeah, back in, I would, uh, yeah, back I in the day, that to, wasn't the case. Sorry to cut you off, my friend. Is I would love to nitpick all of the Tie Fighter parts from the early two thousands. And Maze, here's what's what's interested me about you in this pocket in this particular episode was, I was hoping you might have a little bit of a a, a reference point of, do you have any figures from like old school era when they first started doing these licensing? When do you have any of the old Tie Fighters? Oh, I do. And then. And then, so that's where I'm getting at is, can we, after later, whatever we got to do, show me that old, you know, early 2000s TIE Fighter. But if we've got, you know, a contemporarily made one that the bricks were printed in and, you know, recently, how have they changed? Oh, they have changed quite a bit. Because yeah. I remember just, just from looking at old pictures from back then, the old um, Imperial Star Wars stuff, there was a lot of black and a lot of blue. It's a really yes. nice, sleek, classy look. Still intimidating, black. but very classy. And now black. today... Black, blue, and gray, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. And now today, it's more of black and gray, which is a sleek look, but I feel it's lost a little bit of its class. Well, see, I... I'd say that it's kind of closer to what it looks like in the movies. True. I, I get what you're True. saying, yeah. The blue is very classy. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, it, I think it adds something to the model. I think what what what's changed the most, what I have seen change the most, is everything was much more rudimentary. You know, mm -hmm. every gen every generation mm -hmm. of Lego would introduce new specific shapes, things that yes. were meant to help build that model that you hadn't really seen before, that you could repurpose for yes. other stuff. But they were more oh, yeah. rudimentary. Where now we've got thirty, you know, at least since I started playing with Legos, you've got almost forty. Well, yeah, forty years of progress since then. So we've got yep. improvements in plastic molding. We've got improvements of now we have can use computers to design. You know, the the master builders can literally use computers to design new bricks, new different things, so they can more specialize and really get down to adding in just the right details. Things that you know back in the day. Everything was a lot more blocky. You didn't have anything smoothed out. Whereas oh, now yeah. they can, they can really smooth out those edges and put in and find more details with all the oh. little dis and special bits and pieces oh, and things that they absolutely. have. Absolutely, yeah. Even as oh, a yeah. kid, even as a kid, I had contemporary Legos, and then I had dad's dad's when he was young Legos, and even when I was young, I could tell you the difference between this is dad's Lego versus mine. Whereas like some of those nodes where things connect they were much fatter than they are now you, you could it was it was clear as hell and i wouldn't doubt that the plastic quality has changed what they're using in that plastic has changed and oh, things yeah. of that nature yeah yeah i, I mean and and also i i've noticed a lot they've gotten a lot sleeker with the ports that they make things used to be a lot more blocky and things and just oh yeah now it's the details are just so much nicer with a lot of them because they've made slimmer parts and all sorts of different things to it. Right. Yeah. And then like and like in the era when Bionicle first came out, they had Lego Technics, which was, you know, all right, should we just getting... start talking about Bionicle? Because I think we need yes, to let's, let's we're, we're, we're gonna ease it. into that. We're we're right, easing into that. And before okay. we get to Bionicle, uh -oh. we you have to talk about Technic. Because yes. okay. te Technic was, I think Geared parts. First, first, right, it first came out in the '80s, I think, and it was it was basically when Lego realized, hey, you know, every, kids love our product, but as kids get older, they're you know they start to age out of what's considered more of a kid's toy. What if we made mm -hmm. something a little bit more grown up that had ge actual gears and moving parts? There's actual more engineering involved. So it's yeah. more something to engage, something that's more of a big boy product to engage those older Lego fans to maybe we can keep them involved for a few years. And that's what they, and specifically, I'm going to post the, the particular uh, one that I had in chat. Yeah, there you go. I had this particular okay. one, which was like this, like snow cat looking thing that Ooh. was awesome. And I that had like so much fun playing with it. Yeah, it does. And then I immediately tore it down and used it to repurpose into a bunch of other shit because those giant knobby tires made 
awesome like off-road vehicles but uh but but the technic thing it, it's it all had the gears and things it was about trying to engage your mind to figure out how you could build something other than the way the parts they gave you so you could actually make shit move you could actually build something that had uh, working ramps that had working wheels and suspension driving things like that and it was from those technic sets that you completely gave birth to bionicle because bionicle was just a more fantasized uh technic sets where they were all based on the technic pieces which were which worked with lego with standard lego but they were a little bit different they were kind of their own thing they were almost more like a plastic erector set well, yeah. yeah, I had I had a yeah. rector set when I was very younger too, and I remember having metal erector set. Um, with Bionicle, it's it seemed like here's here's a action figure, if you will, that you assemble, but also has these new age like you know gears and things that are borrowed from Technics and things like that. So I think that, and then then those came out in the same era as Connects. I think they went hand in hand and why they were both competitors. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember talking about this in, in our own little chat rooms and things like that is where you had those little codes on the masks and everything for the bionicles. Those were so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You had this little half size CD that you would sit in and like, and I, I always wondered why is there like this little groove for a slightly smaller, Oh, we lost alien. Oh Oh, shit. He'll be back. Oh, there he is. There he is. You had this groove for a slightly smaller disc. What is this slightly smaller disc? And then Bionicle ship those. And if you get these codes, you get different content, different videos, blah, 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 for these little, you know, at the time yeah. I was like, well, I'm, I'm used to, I can pull his head off and his arms slightly move, but they didn't have gears and they were only like an inch tall. And then you yeah. get Bionicles mm-hmm. where it's like this full on figure that, has also a story yeah and, which yeah, I, I, wanted I, wanted to, I wanted to say um on the subject the i forget the gentleman's name that came up with bionicle but i remember seeing something years ago where it was talking a bit about that i guess he had like a fever dream of something he was dealing with a serious illness and he had this fever dream about little warriors and capsules like finding an illness in his body to to like awaken him from this illness which in a way is exactly what the lord was of bionicle and yeah, yeah. another thing about it, too, is that, I, and this is a real-life thing, is that apparently LEGO was really doing horrible in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. They were, like, Oh, they were. They, they were scaring bankruptcy, and Bionicle actually pulled them out of that. It saved them from that because of how popular it was. Oh, yeah. No, and um, that, that kind of makes sense how it's like, oh, I had a fever dream about it because that's essentially what the lore is and we do not have enough time to get into that 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 is its no, own podcast no, all by itself thing. oh yeah no there's if for those who are interested there is a channel out there called duck bricks he does the entire mostly unabridged timeline of bionicle just take a wild guess how long that that uh, video is uh like 3 hours 9 and a half jesus Oof. that sounds about yeah. right Oh yeah, no, and I, I remember I watched it a couple of weeks ago, and I'm listening through the whole thing, and when it was finally done, I had thought I realized, man, there's a lot of crap I forgot about. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I was there for all of it. I, oh my word, I could talk about Bionicle for hours, but I, I will oh, yeah. restrain myself. And I, my very first Lego set ever was the first wave of Toa Tahu. Like that, that was it was very best. rudimentary, it was very basic, but yep. I I absolutely loved it. I absolutely I, loved it. I remember the difference between the first Toa and the second group where it's like it was a matter of arms that could actually bend or not. Like oh, yeah. in just a couple years Lego had come that far and actually thinking back, a TIE fighter wasn't my first figure. Anakin's fucking pod racer was my first figure. Oh, first I remember that one too. Yeah, oh. that was my actual first set. I've, I've been thinking about that in my off time here. Is like, wait, what was my actual first set? Did you guys yeah. ever get the comics that they released with Bionicle? I did. Yes. They, with, the Lego, with the Lego magazine, they released these monthly comics yeah. that were done by DC. It, and I, I still have them. Yeah. Yeah. I kept most of those for a really long time. I still have all of mine. 
Oh, dude, I I'm envious right now. Yeah, I, some I of them are in rough shape. Uh, I think I'm yeah. missing an issue, but otherwise, it's like I've got like most of them, if not all of them. <laughs> Good luck finding the last one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yikes. But yeah, no, I I remember when they would release those in the monthly Lego magazines, and they had books, they had other comic books, they had animated movies. I have and video games. The animated, yes, oh, that yes. too. I do. I remember the Flash games they had for Bionicle too. That was another big thing. Oh, those were amazing. Oh yeah, they had a lot of stuff, and and I think that's a big thing to point out too. It's like Lego was so big, it had its own magazine. How many other toy brands can say that much? You also got to consider Lego has got its its slot next to Disney and their own formal fucking parks and shit too. I've been to Florida's yeah, very which uh, yeah. Although that I don't want to get into Disney. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That's, that's borderline trouble, but at the same time, you, like, do you think the? I, uh... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you, I, I lost my train of thought. Oh. So go ahead, by all means. Oh, okay. This, this podcast is derailed completely. We need to start over. No. <laughs> <laughs> what, what year did the first Legoland Park open? Now, now, granted, oh, now, oh no. to be fair, this was in Denmark. I want to say 96. I want to say I 70s. Don't know. I would 19- probably say 70s. 1968. Oh, well, shit. Well, we're all wrong. All righty then. Yep. <laughs> the fir- Legoland opened before the first 10 years before the first minifigures appeared. Wow. Wow. So, this shit was huge in Denmark, apparently. Oh, yeah. Before, before it imp- we, we got over here. Oh, I don't doubt that. Yeah. Well, if you consider on a cultural level, if this was, you know, something made traditionally in Denmark and had its slow roll, that probably had its popularity in Denmark that we as Americans probably have no idea about. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. So, I, Bionicle wasn't for me. Um, but I, I was aged out of the standard, you know, Lego set by the time Bionicle came around. I'm familiar with it. I remember seeing it. I remember thinking mm-hmm. that was a neat idea. It just, it wasn't marketed towards me. So I wasn't as interested. Yeah. In mm-hmm. So I was really kind of completely out of the whole Lego thing until, as we've already mentioned, Lego began doing a lot of uh, licensing. And when you started combining Legos again with my, one of my first loves, when the Star Wars prequels started to come out. And they started releasing Legos from the prequels, where you had the uh, Naboo N1 Starfighter, when you oh. had the uh, uh, Separatist droid tank. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, I was just like, oh, oh, then and I started being interested again. But what really got me back in was when uh, Attack of the Clones came out and they mm-hmm. released. It's crispy. You know what I'm about to say, don't you? Oh, I think I know. I think I know. Uh, the Republic I, gunship. God, I want one of those so bad. I never was able to get one. I have I had, the ATT yeah. now, but I don't have that. I had the OG Republic gunship. I got on clearance. Oh, man, you suck. And I built that bad boy, and it was so fucking awesome. And it got me back into Star... Uh, not just... Well, I was already into Star Wars. I've never... Never really dropped that, but it got me back into Lego so big that I was started buying Lego shit uh, again off the uh, particularly on clearance because you know I was grown, married, couple of kids, blah blah blah. Um, yeah. So, but that it just it sucked me back in, and to me, that's one of the interesting and more unique things about Legos is the core basis of the of the business is marketed towards kids. But they have very smartly, over the last 25 years, I say in particular, if not 30, been realized that there are adults that grew up loving Lego that still love Lego. And so they are marketing big boy, grown up, mega expensive sets towards us, the adult collectors. Oh, yeah. And it's just the brilliance of the company. It's like, well, yeah, we're a kid's company, but if, you know, but... Old people love us, and they have more money than kids. So let's make these really expensive <laughs> sets for them. Oh yeah, no, and that's that's where you get the uh, the ultimate collector sets, 
where you have stuff like the Death Star, the second Death Star, the Super Star Destroyer, which I still want to get that. Oh, man. You have, or you have entire games and everything like that, where you've got like Lego Star Wars as a series where it's like, let's yeah. put two and two together. Let's, you know, we're still going to use the plastic brick without actually using the plastic brick. Oh, the, mm-hmm. the, the Lego video games are an entire thing in and of itself. Like that, like, like a... that is that is a whole phenomenon in and of itself. Oh, they are. They're, they're yeah, whole, that's yeah. probably a whole separate co- podcast in itself. Yeah, and I got to tell you this: um, secondhand Legos have insane value because you said about the Ultimate Collector Star Destroyer, um, the original ones. Those go for like sixteen hundred dollars now. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm not surprised. They're insanely I mean... expensive now. I saw a guy buy one when I went to this. There, there, there's a secondhand Lego store. That's around where I live, which that's a whole other thing. There's secondhand Lego stores because that's how valuable they are. But yep. some guy came in and bought one of those sets, and it's just like, it's crazy how much their value holds. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, crispy. You you are you are really giving me reasons to move. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey man, please go for it. Yeah. Um. Move to my neck of the yeah. woods. Get you hooked on more IPAs. Oh yeah. god. Oh boy. But Wait, and I, we have the beer cast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that will happen. Oh, eventually. oh, beer cast. Yes, beer. Yes. Boot, boot, let's just let's just shorten it to boot. Boot cast. Yeah. Yeah. That one might get off the rails quickly. Uh, uh, what do you mean? Uh, might? <laughs> we might need Ensign Brewski for that one. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, probably. Brewski. <laughs> anyway, if you're out there and you love the auxiliary enough, come come join us, my friend. Yes, and bring Boulder with you. Yes, yeah. please. Anyway, but that's all. That's very back, inside baseball. Um, yeah, back to Legos. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and oh, I I remember when a lot of those Ultimate Collector sets came out, and I'm sitting there about ten, thirteen, little me, and I'm just like, man, I wish I could buy those. And I now I'm I'm the same thing at twenty something. It's like, man, I wish I could buy those. Uh, <laughs> hey, try try being almost same. yeah. Try being it's... almost fifty and and being like, God damn, I would love to buy those, but where the fuck am I going to put it? And if I buy that, then I can't eat this week. Yeah, yes. Legos are pretty expensive. Those those Lego sets get insanely expensive. Even well, it's yeah. like. You mentioned the Star Destroyer set, and I remember going to Toys R Us when that was still a thing. Rest in peace. And oh, I yeah. remember, yeah, I remember seeing the Star Destroyer set for like two hundred in the early two thousands, and even then, it was like, oh my god, that's a hefty price. So to hear yeah. sixteen, you know, you, you can buy a car or a boat or several things for sixteen hundred. Oh yeah. But will it bring you as much joy? Will it fill that that brick shaped hole in your heart? <laughs> Answer: No. I, uh, now, here's the thing: as a man of a certain age, I will tell you that I think Legos, very much like a lot of other collecting things, it's uh, it beca- can easily become a money pit. Where you just oh, are yeah. constantly chasing the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, and you're just throwing money after money after money. I actually had a, a really interesting conversation uh, in line today um, as I was buying ammunition before I went to the range. And there was an older guy in front of me, and he was talking to me about this uh, uh, model trains. I say older, meaning oh. older, older than me. How he had mm-hmm. some model trains yeah. from as that he collects model trains and builds and sets up model trains. And he was, you know, uh, would sell and trade online and stuff with people. And he was telling me about, you know, first he had this one little set and now it has grown into this bigger set. And now he's got this whole giant setup with towns and things. It's like, and I was like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like uh, setting up a fish aquarium. You start with this little aquarium and the next thing you know, it, you're just throwing money down, the, down it, making you know, bigger tanks more you know more decorations things like that it's i think it's with anything like that where you when you get really into it you just it becomes a bit of an obsession and you start chasing Mm -hmm. it and chasing it and chasing it and now you've got to have that next thing and you've got to have this new part oh absolutely i don't know what you're talking about anyway i'm gonna go order some games workshop minis (laughs) (laughs) get get yourself some of that plastic crack (laughs) Uh, somebody who's who's own 
different companies and different variants of lightsabers. I mean, that I can concur to that where it's like you get caught in it that maybe you don't do the research of, Hey, this product's going to be better than others. And it, it it's, it's his own rabbit hole, but that's, that's a whole other topic. We're, we're going to talk about those. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I think we can say that Legos in a lot of ways are an art form, I guess. Yes. Yes, they are. I mean, they, for one thing, they cater to that with a lot of the art pieces they sell now that you can make. But there's le- legitimate artists out there that make Lego sculptures. Um, oh, oh, yeah. No, and some of them, some of them are mind-blowingly amazing. I've, I've seen a couple of them, and it's Guinness, awesome. Guinness World Record status. You got, you got Lego sculptors out there that are in world record status that they know I made this, and it's just that sturdy that great there was a if i remember right there might have been somebody who did a lego sculpture for art prize up where i'm from um and one of the many submissions like just overall the everything you can do with legos is probably why it's so sturdy as a company even to this day the ups and downs that they've had yeah yeah and I remember uh, just last year at the Armada Fair, which is a little local county fair that we have here in Michigan, um, somebody submitted for one of the art projects a Lego typewriter set. And it was like to scale a typewriter. And it's really cool. That's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Or just some of the, the mocks people make. Which mocks me yeah. man creation for people that don't know, but I, I there was the one that I sent you the the other day that was like this guy that made a minifig scale star destroyer that was three levels and had all this detail to it. It was insane. Yeah, that is like that's some next level stuff where it's just like I'm going to spend the next seven and a half months building this three hundred plus thousand piece set, and that's all I'm going to be doing. Like you like doing this? I love it, <laughs> but that's. That is Imagine. some, and that's that, that that's, is a lot of dedication. Imagine that's, getting paid to do that. That's somebody doing it oh, without uh, a book to read out of, or a script to follow, or something like that. Where it's like you don't have instructions on how to build this, this star destroyer. You're just, well, I've got the pieces. I'm just gonna make this fucking thing happen, and that's what's impressive to me. Yeah, you just people. When, yeah, exactly. Is the people that go out there and freehand stuff, and they're just like, "Nope, fuck it. I don't. I don't need a book. I don't need any instructions. I'm just gonna take these pieces that are right here." And a lot of those guys, they they did that for years before you get the actual official Star Wars set. This is an actual Tie Fighter. This is an actual X-wing. You had to actually piece together that X-wing on your own imagination before there was a formal fucking set. Oh yeah, no, and there are still people that do that. Where it's just like, I don't particularly like the official Lego set. I'm going to make it the way I want to. Or they add little details on it someplace. And it's, people have been doing that probably since day one. Oh, absolutely. So you just mentioned something about the people building, you know, who spend the years and years and years building shit. So Mm. Lego actually employs what they call Lego masters. These are people that they employ full time to come to build and come up with the next Lego sets. Oh yeah. And do you know what it takes to become a Lego master? Not off Probably the top of your head. Doing this your entire life, like you started as a fucking infant and you've been playing with Legos the whole time, I would assume, if you're yeah. gonna be a Lego so master. Basically, it takes it's a culmination of a lifetime of building and to become a Lego master is fictionally you have to win a contest, multiple, Ooh. multiple layers of contest that is, you know, officially looked over by a, a Lego. Mm-hmm. And when you whittle it down, you know, however many open positions they have, if you win the contest, they will declare you a Lego master. And then you become, can have the option to become employed by Lego building and coming up with new sets. And at that point you have access to all the pieces which lego has lego has a vault a vault of a huge vault of bits and pieces of every lego brick ever made every piece every brick they have an example of it 
And they even oh, have yeah. the they still have in this vault the master molds from the original bricks. And from time to time, they bring those molds out to make sure that the new ones coming out still match up to the to the original master molds. Wow, I did not know that. Uh, yep, dude. That's now, the interesting thing is apparently Lego uh, masters don't make a whole hell of a lot of money. Um, yeah, but just the just if if you've got the passion to. And and the lifetime of doing that, I mean, it's a livable wage apparently, but it's not oh. like a lot of money. But still, yeah. just to sit around and be paid to play with Legos all day—that sounds pretty fucking awesome. Oh, I, that sounds like a great job. Yeah, I that's that was definitely a childhood dream of mine. Where it's like, I want to build Legos for a living, and then I realized, hey, maybe that's not so sustainable. <laughs> oh yeah, me wanting to be a game designer. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then you then you find out both things are like slightly practical, but not as as like glamorous and as paying you as as you expect. Yeah. Between being a, a Lego master and a game designer, but as you were healing, I, I was going to say, I know to tag on what you just said there, Vulcan. It's kind of a, a, what I imagine being an artist is like, where you you know you you have a passion and, and for your art and for what you like to create. And so you do your best to get into where, you know, I'm going to get paid to create my art, to create art for a living. And then more often than not, you get, you, you succeed, but you're not making your art. You're getting made to be art for somebody else. And so there's no passion involved in it. So, cause you're not know anything yeah. about that. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, couldn't, couldn't possibly <laughs> know a thing about that from seven, eight years as a wire wrapper. Nope, nothing at all. <laughs> all right. So let me ask uh, you, gentlemen, this. What is your white whale? What is the, the one Holy Grail set that you desperately want? For hey, I already you have it. You've, you've never owned it, but you want it. Now, for me personally, that old Star Destroyer set. Sorry. Oh, it, it, yes. My God, it's the seven five two five two Imperial Star Destroyer, dude. It yeah. was like half your fucking body size. Like that thing was like worth a week or two's worth of wages back when it came out. Now it's sixteen hundred dollars. Like, yeah, no, still to this day, I want one of those fucking old school Star Destroyer sets. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's a good oh, one to want. Yeah. I I it definitely does. want the Republic gunship. I still want that. If they come out with a new one, I'm probably gonna buy it. Are you talking about the original one, or are you talking about the the master one? That's like the size. No, of a not the master table. I honestly do not want the master one because it's not a minifig scale, which is what I would really want if I had a gunship. Mm. I just, I want, I just want a new version of it to come out so I can get it. I, that's just one of those sets. Like every version of it, I always wanted to get, but I never had enough money for it. Mm. You know, yeah. I was very it's fortunate to get the ATTE, the the six legged walker as a birthday present which was pretty amazing yeah but, yeah that's the one your uh your lady got you right yeah i yeah. still i still love that <laughs> she did that yeah, for me that's you lucky that's, bastard she's a keeper uh yeah that's, oh that's yeah it very mildly but yeah yeah all right but for now, me i would i would say the white whale for me would be either the original ultimate collector set death star and or the Death Star 2 Ultimate Collector set. Just both of them. That has, would all be the, has all the funny. multi-levels of, uh, of, of uh, figures and shit. Ugh. Wow. Oh, yeah. Man, all no, the fun no. bits. You ambitious <laughs> fucker. I, now, hey, man's gotta have dreams. Yeah. yeah. Does, yeah. does wanting Bionicle back count as a white whale? Because I'd also like that. Uh, you can have that. Yeah, it's out there. Good. If you want it bad enough, you can get all those old bionicle sets. You just oh, I know. Pay for the nose for them. I know. I've seen them. Yeah. I I did buy myself another version of the original Tahu that I or Tahu Nuva, the the second gen ones. I have one of those on my shelf along with yeah. a bunch of my own mocks that I made. Yeah, I was so. I still. Yeah, thankfully, I still have some of those old bionicles from way back when. I've got them downstairs in a box. I should probably take them out. Most of mine are no. cannibalized in other parts. No. Dude, honestly, if, if they're still in some of their original packaging, if I can bring up another brand that where it's, I wish, knowing back then I should have kept it in its packaging, fucking Hot Wheels. Oh. If yeah, if I would have known that if you keep it in its original packaging, that that's just going to be worth a lot more. Dude, honestly, if you got some untouched Bionicle from back then that hasn't been opened yet, 
fucking save that shit. I don't care if it's Bionicle, if it's anything. If you got something that has been untouched and it's still in its original packaging, I highly suggest. Yeah. The only leave thing about that I leave it is as such. You, you miss the whole joy of playing with it, which is kind of the original. True. But, True. Like, yeah. but let me give you an example of that. I had a buddy. This would have been uh, mid-90s. This would have been 95. And he, you know, he was really into Star Wars and shit, just like I was. Another reason why him and I kind of got to be friends. And he was real uh, hip with all the local thrift shop people that lay in the thrift shops. Because his family didn't have a lot of money, so whenever he would, he would do a lot of collecting through that. And like this was mid-90s, so there was still a lot of that original OG Star Wars shit still floating around. Yeah, and those old Kenner toys. So he gets a call from a person that runs the local thrift shop says, hey, we got this box in. Somebody dropped off a whole bunch of stuff. They cleaned out. Um, and there's this big Star Wars box. Uh, and I thought maybe you might want to come look at it and see it. So he's like, yeah, sure, Star Wars. So he goes down, coming in, thinking, you know, it's going to be a a cardboard box with some figures and, you know, maybe there's an X-Wing or, you know, a TIE fighter missing a wing, you know, what have you. So he gets there and they take him into the back and it's like, yeah. And he shows up and what this person had turned in to the thrift store, right? Just donated. Mm-hmm. Was an original in box, fully complete return of the Jedi Lambda shuttle. Oh, wow. Complete. Still in the box. All packaging. Dude. Never been opened. Now, granted, the that... tape was open, but everything was still there. Had just Somebody had just donated it because it's been sitting there. Amazing. That, that is... Wow. And, of course, because him... It, it, I can't... Because he was about getting it for the get, not for the value. He took it out and built it and put it together. He saved okay. all the packaging, but he still built it. Oh yeah, See, I, I, I don't blame him. And I I bring up the the value and unpackaged things and whatnot. Is I had an N sixty four. I had this that, and the other thing. And, and among them, I had some of the the most iconic games like Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, Legend of Zelda, and everything. And you know, I get rid mm-hmm. of the set for like fifty dollars, and you go to find out that Conqueror's Bad Fur Day alone is running for fifteen hundred. At some point, that's where I make the emphasis of like, if you're sitting on something that's got some years on it and it's untouched, it's unopened, you might want to keep it that way. Yeah, well, too bad for me because I already built them and opened them. But yeah. and and I was and I was still young back then. I didn't have the concept of, oh, oh maybe absolutely. save this for the next 20 years. Yeah, yeah. That, but, that didn't occur to me at all either with that N64 that that absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we sound like a bunch of old men right now. I just want to put <laughs> that out there. <laughs> but hey, let me tell you something. I used to watch TV as a kid on a little 13-inch television in my, pa- in my parents' basement. Now, granted, it was a color TV. I had upgraded from the black and white I had when I was a little kid. Oh, but I had an original Luke Skywalker X-wing pilot figure that I had super glued to the top of the television. <laughs> Oh, if I had that figure today, he would be worth so much money. Oh, Not man. to mention, I also had an original small head Han Solo. Small head Han Solo. Small head Han Solo. Yeah, not the big one. Small head Han Solo. But then I gave Back him to one. Of, I gave him to my kids to play with. You, hmm. you had a Han Solo from the era before he shot first. <laughs> hey, Han always shot first. That is one of the Amen universal truths. Anyway, but, but anyway, Legos. So, g- gentlemen, uh, not that I mind talking Star Wars. <laughs> what are some of the biggest Lego sets that exist? Can you guess? Um, definitely um, the, Star De- what are this, the Super Star Destroyer set, I want to say. That's probably one of them. Um, oh, like, talking physically big? Are or we talking, are we talking like, piece count? Are we talking singular set, like this is all one set, or like this is a series of sets that, like, buy these to get one set i am not entirely certain let's see um oh, okay so, yeah no 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 no. I've, I've got it here all right 
But if if you're talking like the biggest set, as in like physical size, I would say the most recent uh, Eiffel Tower build. That are we uh, talking the most nope. pieces? Because there is there's, a difference. There's one bigger than that. The Eiffel really? Tower is number two. Eiffel Tower is ten thousand and one pieces. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, that makes sense. It's six hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot. Yep. They have. A, now, granted, it's out of stock, but there is a Lego world map that is 11,695 pieces. Why? Now, now it's, only two, it's only $250. Oh, only? Only 250 Yeah, only $250. <laughs> only. only $250. Yeah. That's the biggest that's, set. At least that's, that's what they have listed on the official site, anyway. Yeah. Um, after that, it's the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. After that, at nine thousand and ninety, it is the Lego Titanic, at six hundred six hundred and eighty bucks. Yeah, that's pretty good. To size talk set. about the Titanic, to talk about the Titanic set real quick, I was looking on. Well, I work at Walmart for those who don't know, and I was seeing if Walmart sold that Lego Titanic set. Take a wild guess how much they're selling it for. Oh, like at least. Seven hundred, probably like twelve hundred. Let's a just grand. double up. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not quite a and double I, up, but like that's pretty fucking close. Yeah, and I I saw that, and I'm sitting there. What the hell is Walmart thinking? <laughs> like, Profit, bro. I mean, you can buy I mean, it. Here's from, your, here's your from base a, price. I'm gonna charge an extra four hundred bucks. Duh. Yeah, because you yeah. can buy it from Lego for six hundred eighty bucks. Yeah. yeah, I would right. I would do that rather than getting it from Walmart, but. Continue, please. So the next set after that, at nine thousand and thirty-six pieces and five hundred and fifty dollars, the Coliseum. Oh, that's that's a nice one. It's a very nice looking set, I gotta say. Oh yeah. Does it now, include little mini pieces with their old school graffiti? Don't that's know. Oh, that's, shit that's a joke. That's that's a joke. I'm sorry. Let's yeah. continue. It's a joke, but <laughs> I want to see it. Happy <laughs> awesome. That, that's now, a detail. Now, now we're getting into our territory. The ultimate, right. millenni- ultimate Millennium Falcon. 7,541 pieces. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot That's of a plastic. Falcon. That is a very big falcon. That's a that fat is a bird. Gorgeous falcon. Oh, yeah. And I'm, ass- what and is I'm the assuming. Price tag on that? Before we get there. Before we get there, I'm assuming that's the type where I like I can pull the the top section off the Falcon, and then like you've got figures of Han and Leia, like where they were in the movies and shit like that. Like this is your three yeah. cross section. That one, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was let's not even get into what that was when I was a kid. But yeah, yeah. this 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 thing is nice. It's got oodles of detail. Oh, oh yeah, sure. and so, that's that's one thing that those UCS sets are really good for the really tiny details. Absolutely. It's got multiple panels that come off to show, you know, interior stuff. Yeah. You had, you had Legos that were like, basically here's my 3d cross section, whatever, like diorama of whatever the fuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's a build that would take you like five and a half days to build where it's just (laughs) like, all right, yeah, you're you're just sitting there sweating and like sleep deprived. It's like, okay, finally done. I'm gonna go sleep for the next two days. <laughs> oh, and it come and the nice thing is, it comes with alternate pieces, so you can build it either in the OG trilogy, or you can build it as it appears in the movies we shall not speak of. Oh my God, why with the with the square uh, uh ra- radar thing? But okay, what's your guess? How much is seven thousand five hundred forty-one pieces of plastic for? How much do you think he'd pay for? Such oh, a definitely at least like eight hundred. Yeah, eight hundred and fifty dollars. Yep. Yep. That's, now, yep. Here's the next one. Six thousand seven hundred and eighty-five pieces of glorious Imperial Majesty, the Adat. <clears throat> I'm assuming this one's a cross section as well. This it's... one is a big bad mama jama. Oh yeah. See this. Yeah, it's a big yeah. boy. That's a oh, big yeah. boy. Yeah. Oh that yeah. Checks out. Lots of figures, lots of detail. Also, that's a, that's also, a couple hundred as well. 
also eight hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, that does not surprise me. Yeah, the next, the next biggest six thousand twenty pieces, Hogwarts Castle. Mm. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So many Star Wars. So many Star Wars pieces before you have any competitor of a different genre name. It really is their flagship a lot of the time. It really is everybody's, but whatever. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. We, we find ourselves in the midst of a lot of those, but in any case, yeah, that 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 does stand out. Is the point I'm trying to make is we've listed several Star Wars figures of of Lego, and now finally you've got Hogwarts. Yeah, yep. Which is a At, like, huge seven billion place. dollar billions and billions of dollar franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. six thousand twenty pieces, four hundred seventy dollars. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now Wait, this next say that again, one. Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. I'm sorry. Say that one All more right. time. How much was Six, that? Four hundred and seventy dollars. Okay. The entire Hogwarts castle. Note the two hundred dollar to four hundred dollar price difference between the next leading Star Wars product and then the next biggest. As right. a listener's note, That's as you're right. hailing. Even though, now, granted, that's no worthy. I love yeah. Harry Potter too. You know, four hundred dollar difference. Wow, wow. You know, Hufflepuff as for life, were. as you were. Yeah, and those are ultimate collector sets. So that that doesn't surprise me that they're that different in price. The next one is a bit of a departure from the usual, in my opinion. Five thousand eight hundred and seventy six pieces. Real Madrid Santiago Bernabeu Stadium. So it's the stadium oh, the at stadium. the Re- yeah the Real Madrid football team plays in. Oh, nice! That's very nice. Uh, yeah. d- different one than you'd expect. Right, I wouldn't have expected that, but four hundred dollars. Right, you hmm. go from you go from Star Wars in three or four cases, and then you have Harry Potter, and then you have actually something real world. That's right. that's interesting. Interesting. Now the next one at. 5,686 pieces is one I am not as familiar with. I think it's a little bit, just a smidge past all of our time. It is the Lega Ninjago City Gardens. Oh, that's, oh. that's curious. That is. Those, those are nice. Oh, wow, that Madrid Stadium looks nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and for those who are wondering... This entire time, I've been building a Lego set, which, you know, meta. And um, I just finished it. Oh, the, hey! Uh, uh, you got it done. Yeah. It's too, yeah. it's too bad we can't show them the picture that you're showing it, with us in Cat. It is. Ooh. It is, it oh, is too I bad. Wish, but, I wish yeah. we could. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Look at that. Oh, and you got Mando down there at the bottom. How about that? I almost bought that set the other day, actually. Yeah. So for for anyone wondering at home, Maze has built the uh, Slave One. I don't care. Fuck you, Disney. It is not the fire spray. It is not the. It, it is not Boba Fett's starship. It is the slave. It is and always shall be the Slave One. Yeah. Amen so, to that. Yeah. So. So. But yeah. Ninja, Ninjago City Gardens, pretty big, nice, int- very intricate set. A lot of bits and pieces there going on. Three hundred fifty bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh well, yeah. And that's that's another set that I remember coming out uh, within the last decade, and I I remember buying the older like the very first wave of that. I still have those golden weapons somewhere around here. I should find those. Man, oh, yeah. I I <laughs> so I remember as a kid we would fight over material of Lego builds and bins and stuff like that, <laughs> where it's like you've only got so much of this and. And this particular item is our missiles and stuff like that, man. I I I can't help but have that nostalgia trip right now. That just I miss being a child because I'm just thinking about it right now. Oh like, yeah, dude, used to build oh, my own yeah. like Lego. Guns yeah, my, yeah, between my between classmates, between my brothers, between this and what have you, like the things that Lego alone, just in our own imaginations. I'm not talking about the sets. I'm not talking about the the lands. Just just like. We're two people right now, just the same as you know us as four are right now together. Halion's got all the the missile objects. Crispy's got all the the laser objects. Halion, 
or I'm sorry, uh, Maze, you've got all all the all the bullet things, and I've got the rocks. Okay, so Helian wants the rocks, Crispy wants the lasers, blah blah blah. That that was that was the basics, and and it comes back to like what we were talking about earlier. Is if you were to look at a brick, and I want to identify the year difference. I mean, yeah, no, I could. If I stared at it long enough, I can probably tell you a brick from 1956 versus, you know, 1997 versus 2023. Yeah. I, I think that really speaks to I the tell you my, A lot of my OG bricks, just because of the ones that really got stuck together. And so you had to pry them off with your teeth and you get the little teeth marks <laughs> in the sides. Oh, yeah. If you haven't pried Lego apart with your fucking teeth, you haven't lived yet. I, exactly. Oh, I, I think or, it really speaks to the thing of Lego is just how yeah. it, it's <laughs> yeah. such a creative or, or not the not the teeth part, the part about like what you were saying about creativity. I think that really hits the nail on the head. Oh uh, yeah. I think that's really the big appeal of it is just how much you can do with Lego. It's like very much a tool of your imagination and oh, in more oh, ways than one. I, yeah. I actually um while you were saying that, it reminded me of a, a little thing I wanted to say, like a little story that I have. Um, mm-hmm. Years ago, one of my birthdays in college, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go buy some Legos. And at the time, they have these those uh, packs where you can get like a, the minifigs, the collectible minifigs. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I got one that had a little astronaut in it. A little, this, this guy that had a little astronaut orange suit on. And he came with a drill and everything, and I have him on my desk, and he actually ended up being the inspiration for one of the characters that are in the story that I'm working on, in terms is of what he, I'm going to look like. Is he a dedicated Cargodian, sir? Uh, definitely so. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, authentic cargo tech. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think Lego inspires a lot of people creativity-wise, you know, oh, yeah. in, in more ways than one. That's the whole point of it. It it is infinite creativity. That's why, and I, love I think it so much. that's that's why I think Lego has lasted as long as it has, and I think that's why it will continue to endure, and why it is so ingrained in those of us that that were introduced to it, particularly as a young age. Yes, the, the, the brilliance of yeah. Lego. What what makes it? It's not necessarily the engineering of it, although that was a great idea. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. the licensing. It's not really that, you know, we get to build all these little bits and sets from the things that we love. The, the simplicity. Br- the brilliance of Lego is that at its core, it is about the agency of you to build and create whatever you want. Yeah, we give you this set and we give you these pieces and we even give you a step-by-step guide on how you can create this thing. Mm-hmm. But but not only do we build it so that you can, but it is encouraged to make whatever you want. There is no wrong way to Lego. Period. 100%. Exactly. And that is what that is the brilliance. That is the at the end game. That's I think why we all have such affinity. Is yeah, we enjoyed building these things that we can all recognize. But then we got to make our own thing. We got to make use our own imagination to to mm-hmm. let our uh, it's a, it's a sandbox of bits and pieces of blocks and uh, planes and bolts and wedges and whatever the hell. And you can and it doesn't matter if you're mixing genres. It doesn't matter if you're mixing sets. It doesn't matter if you're mixing parts that have no business being together from an aesthetic. You can still do it, and it's okay. And you can just make whatever your mind can conceive. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. That that yeah. boils back to that that school project I talked about earlier with like here's two people telling the same story about a longhouse. One of us because of access of bricks has several colors. The other because of access of bricks has a uniform color, but it doesn't fucking matter, you know, who had a proper looking thing or not. We both had the instrument at hand. We both were able to tell the same story. We both were able to create something, and that in itself is fucking Lego. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, and I I find it kind of interesting how people are like, "Oh, Lego is so expensive." You want to know why they are? Because in this is the reason in my mind, 
A. You're probably looking at the name brand stuff. That and that the quality too. of it. That yes, and the quality because let's they've been doing this since the fifties. They yeah. quality test everything. Of course, do you it's gonna have a good price tag on it. That, but also, do you really think a Lego brick from the fifties is also gonna have the same sturdiness as a Lego brick from twenty twenty three? Fuck no. We don't make oh, shit yeah. the same way as we did, but that's Chumbawamba. Nevertheless, yeah. even even back then, I could tell you that, di- and I boil back to this, is I can tell you the difference between the bricks over the years. Yeah. If you look really, really close, you can tell. And that's the thing, is you really have to, like, take a micro- microscope or a magnifying glass or something like that. Like, you really got to look close to find... The minute differences, but if you do look close enough, you will find that progress. You will find the cultural change in Lego. You'll yeah, yeah. Because, but at the end, it doesn't matter. No, you it can really take a doesn't. Lego, you can and take a Lego thing. figure from 1978, and it still works, and you can still put it into pieces in a set and that you build today. In exactly, and that's the thing. And oh, that's yeah. where I was, I was. I was just gonna say that is like I don't matter. I don't care if I pick up a piece from 1956 or a piece from today, I put two and two together. Sure. Like the pieces from 56 might be a little bit fatter on the top where, you know, those, those, and they even have the Lego fucking brand on each little fucking node. Whereas 2023 piece, maybe not. I don't know. I haven't looked at them, but. The, oh, they still do. Bet, bet you would know. I, I don't look at them, but it's, <laughs> you, you get where I'm getting at. You get, you, you get where my head cannon is right now is. Yeah. I don't care if this 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 particular brick is from fifty six or twenty twenty three. I can put these two fucking bricks together. I can make a project from shit that's way beyond my lifetime, and that makes a sturdy fucking product. That makes oh, yeah. Lego concurrent. That is, to me personally, in my head canon, that is what makes Lego still standing today. Is I, I don't care if you have fifty six or twenty twenty three, my bricks still connect. Yep. That's a fucking Built problem. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think on that note, I think that's a good spot to end. I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of like. Oh, absolutely. I'm worn out. Yeah. Yeah. That, maybe maybe, maybe we perfect. revisit to Lego in the future, but. Uh, the Bionicle cast is coming. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We, no, we're doing that eventually. Oh, yeah. We'll have to now. Uh, also, oh, yeah. also, also. Star Wars where we don't say fuck Disney, just like we talk about 40k without saying fuck Games Workshop. I'll talk about the good parts of Star Wars any day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the whole point oh, yeah. of what of the special episode we eventually want to do. It's not to shit on things, it's to it's to say these are the stuff that was great, these are the things, this is how I might have done it better. Yep. Right, this is how my fucking yeah. mom got me into this franchise. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And on that note, on that note, yep. You want to take us out? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to us babble about plastic bricks for the last some hour or so. We have been the Oxcast. I am your minister of Oxaganda, Crispy, Maze, Hellion. It has been lovely talking to you, gentlemen. With that, we're going to wrap it up. It has been so lovely. Thank you all for listening, and have a good one. Huh. That was oddly insightful like philosophy at a Waffle House.